0: Section three of Heroines Every Child Should Know. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Elizabeth Nielsen. Heroines Every Child Should Know. Edited by Hamilton Wright Mabel and Kate Stevens. Iphigenia. King Agamemnon sat in his tent at Aulis, where the army of the Greeks was gathered together, being about to sail against the great city of Troy. It was now past midnight, but the king slept not, for he was careful and troubled about many things. And he had a lamp before him, and in his hand a tablet of pine wood, whereon he wrote. But he seemed not to remain in the same mind about that which he wrote, for now he would blot out the letters, and then would write them again, and now he fastened the seal upon the tablet, and then break it. And as he did this he wept, and was like to a man distracted. But after a while he called to an old man his attendant. The man had been given in time past by Tyndareus to his daughter, Queen Clytemestra, and said, Old man, thou knowest how Galchus the soothsayer bade me offer for a sacrifice to Artemis, who is the goddess of this place, my daughter Iphigenia, saying that so only should the army have a prosperous voyage from this place to Troy, and should take the city and destroy it, and how when I heard these words I bade Talthebaeus the herald go throughout the army and bid them depart, every man to his own country, for that I would not do this thing, and how my brother, King Menelaus, persuaded me so that I consented to it. Now, therefore, hearken to this for what I am about to tell thee, three men only know, namely Calchas, the soothsayer, and Menelaus, and Ulysses, King of Ithaca. I wrote a letter to my wife, the queen, that she should send her daughter to this place, that she might be married to King Achilles, "'and I magnified the man to her, saying that he would in no wise sail with us "'unless I would give him my daughter in marriage. "'But now I have changed my purpose, and have written another letter after this fashion, "'as I will now set forth to thee. "'Daughter of Leda, send not thy child to the land of Euboea, "'for I will give her in marriage at another time.' "'Aye,' said the old man, "'but how wilt thou deal with King Achilles?' Will he not be wroth, hearing that he hath been cheated of his wife? "'Not so,' answered the king. "'For we have indeed used his name, but he knoweth nothing of this marriage. "'And now make haste. "'Sit not thou down by any fountain in the woods, "'and suffer not thine eyes to sleep, "'and beware lest the chariot bearing the queen and her daughter "'pass thee where the roads divide, "'and see that thou keep the seal upon this letter unbroken.' So the old man departed with the letter, but scarcely had he left the tent when King Menelaus spied him, and laid hands on him, taking the letter and breaking the seal, and the old man cried out, Help, my lord, here is one hath taken thy letter. Then King Agamemnon came forth from his tent, saying, What meaneth this uproar and disputing that I hear? But even as he spake, there came a messenger, saying, King Agamemnon, I am come, as thou badest me with thy daughter Iphigenia. Also her mother, Queen Clytemestra, is come, bringing with her her little son Orestes. And now they are resting, and their horses by the side of a spring, for indeed the way is long and weary, and all the army is gathered about them. And men question much wherefore they are come, saying, Doth the king make a marriage for his daughter, or hath he sent for her, desiring to see her? King Agamemnon was sore dismayed when he knew that the queen was come, and spake to himself, Now what shall I say to my wife? For that she is rightly come to the marriage, for daughter who can deny. But what will she say when she knoweth my purpose? And of the maiden what shall I say? Unhappy maiden whose bridegroom shall be death. For she will cry to me, Wilt thou kill me, my father? And the little Orestes will wail, not knowing what he doeth. He is but a babe. And now King Menelaus came, saying that he repented. For why should thy child die for me? What hath she to do with war? Let the army be scattered, so that wrong be not done. Then said King Agamemnon, But how shall I escape from this strait? For the whole host will compel me to this deed. Not so, said King Menelaus, if thou wilt send back the maiden to Argos. But what shall that profit? said the king, for Calchas will cause the matter to be known, or Ulysses, saying that I have failed of my promise, and if I fly to Argos they will come and destroy my city and lay waste my land. Woe is me, and what a strait I am set! But take care, my brother, that Clytemnestra hear nothing of these things." When he had ended speaking, the queen herself came upon the tent, riding in a chariot, having her daughter by her side. And she bade one of the attendants take out with care the caskets which she had brought for her daughter, and bade others help her daughter to alight, and herself also, and to a fourth she said that he should take the young Orestes. Then Iphigenia greeted her father, saying, "'Thou hast done well to send for me, my father.' Tis true and yet not true, my child. Thou lookest not well pleased to see me, my father. He that is a king and commandeth a host hath many cares. Put away thy cares awhile and give thyself to me. I am glad beyond measure to see thee. Glad art thou then, why dost thou weep? I weep because thou must long time be absent from me. Perish all these fightings and troubles, they will cause many to perish, and me most miserably of all. Art thou going a journey from me, my father? Aye, and thou also hast a journey to make. Must I make it alone, or with my mother? Alone, neither father nor mother may be with thee. Sendeth thou me to dwell elsewhere? Hold thy peace, such things are not for maidens to inquire well my father order matters with the phygeans and then make haste to return i must first make a sacrifice to the gods tis well the gods should have due honour ay and thou wilt stand close to the altar shall i lead the dances my father Oh, my child how i envy thee thou knowest not and now go into the tent, but first kiss me and give me thy hand, for thou shalt be parted from thy father for many days. Then, when she was gone, within he cried, O fair bosom and lovely cheeks and yellow hair of my child, O city of Priam, what woe thou bringest on me, but I must say no more. Then he turned to the queen and excused himself that he wept, when he should have rather rejoiced for the marriage of his daughter and when the queen would know of the estate of the bridegroom, he told her that his name was Achilles, and that he was the son of Peleus and Thetis, daughter of Nereus of the sea, and that he dwelt in Pythia. And when she inquired of the time of the marriage, he said that it should be in the same moon, on the first lucky day, and as to the place, it must be where the bridegroom was sojourning, that is to say, in the camp. "'And I,' said the king, will give the maiden to her husband.' "'But where,' answered the queen, "'is your pleasure that I should be? Thou must return to Argos, and care for the maidens there. Sayest thou that I return, who then will hold up the torch for the bride?' "'I will do that which is needful, for it is not seemly that thou shouldst be present where the whole army is gathered together.' Ay, but it is seemly that a mother should give her daughter in marriage. But the maidens at home should not be left alone. They are well kept. Be persuaded, lady. Not so. Thou shalt order that which is without the house, but I that which is within. But now came Achilles to tell the king that the army was growing impatient, saying that unless they might sail speedily, they would return each man to his home. AND WHEN THE QUEEN HEARD HIS NAME, FOR HE HAD SAID TO THE ATTENDANT, TELL THY MASTER THAT Achilles, THE SON OF PELEUS, WOULD SPEAK TO HIM. SHE CAME FORTH FROM THE TENT AND GREETED HIM, AND BADE HIM GIVE HER HIS RIGHT HAND. AND WHEN THE YOUNG MAN WAS ABASHED, SHE SAID, BUT WHY ART THOU ABASHED, SEEING THAT THOU ART ABOUT TO MARRY MY DAUGHTER? AND HE ANSWERED, WHAT SAYEST THOU, LADY? I CANNOT SPEAK FOR WONDER AT THY WORDS. Often men are ashamed when they see new friends, and the talk is of marriage. But, lady, I was never suitor for thy daughter, nor have the sons of Atreus said aught to me of the matter. The queen was beyond measure astonished, and cried, Now this is shameful indeed, that I should seek a bridegroom for my daughter in such fashion. But when Achilles would have departed to inquire of the king what this thing might mean, the old man that had first carried the letter came forth and bade him stay, and when he had assurance that he would receive no harm for what he should tell them, he unfolded the whole matter, and when the queen had heard it, she cried to Achilles, O oh, son of Thetis of the sea, help me now in this strait, and help this maiden that hath been called thy bride. 'Twill be a shame to thee if such wrong be done under thy name, for it is thy name that hath undone us nor have I any altar to which I may flee, nor any friend, but thee only in this army. Then Achilles made answer. Lady, I learnt from the most righteous of men to be true and honest. Know then that thy daughter, seeing that she hath been given, though but in word only to me, shall not be slain by her father. For if she so die, then my name be brought to great dishonor, since though it thou hast been persuaded to come with her to this place this sword shall see right soon whether any one will dare take this maiden from me and now king agamemnon came forth saying that all things were ready for the marriage and that they waited for the maiden tell me cried the queen dost thou have purpose to slay thy daughter and mine and when he was silent not knowing indeed what to say she reproached him with many words, that she had been a loving and faithful wife to him, for which he made an ill recompense, slaying her child. And when she had made an end of speaking, the maiden came forth from the tent, holding the young child Orestes in her arms, and cast herself upon her knees before her father, and besought him, saying, I would, my father, that I had the voice of Orpheus, who made even the rocks to follow him, that I might persuade thee but now all that i have i give even these tears o my father i am thy child slay me not before my time this light is sweet to look on drive me not from it to the land of darkness i was the first to call thee father and the first to whom thou dost stay my child and thou wouldst stay to me some day my child i shall see thee a happy wife in the home of a husband and I would answer, and I will receive thee with all love when thou art old, and pay thee back for all thy benefits thou hast done unto me. This I indeed remember, but thou forgettest, for thou art ready to slay me. Do it not, I beseech thee by Phileops, thy grandsire, and Atreus, thy father, and thy mother, and O my brother, though thou art but a babe, help me, "'weep with me, beseech thy father, that he slay not thy sister. "'O my father, though he be silent, yet indeed he beseecheth thee. "'For his sake, therefore, yea, and mine own, have pity on me, and slay me not.' "'But the king was sore distracted, knowing not what he should say or do, "'for a terrible necessity was upon him, seeing that the army could not make their journey to Troy unless this deed should first be done.' and while he doubted came Achilles, saying that there was a horrible tumult in the camp, the men crying out that the maiden must be sacrificed, and that when he would have stayed them from their purpose, the people had stoned him with stones. Nevertheless, he said that he would fight for the maiden even to the utmost, and that there were faithful men who would stand with and help him. But when the maiden heard these words, she stood forth and said, "'Hearken, my mother,' BE NOT WROTH WITH MY FATHER, FOR WE CANNOT FIGHT AGAINST FATE. ALSO WE MUST TAKE THOUGHT THAT THIS YOUNG MAN SUFFER NOT, FOR HIS HELP WILL AVAIL NOT, AND HE HIMSELF WILL PERISH. THEREFORE I AM RESOLVED TO DIE. ALL GREECE LOOKETH TO ME. WITHOUT ME THE SHIPS CANNOT MAKE THEIR VOYAGE, NOR THE CITY OF TROY BE TAKEN. WHEREFORE I WILL GIVE MYSELF FOR THE PEOPLE. Offer me for an offering, and let the Greeks take the city of Troy, for this shall be my memorial for ever. Then said Achilles, Lady, I should count myself most happy if the gods would grant thee to be my wife, for I love thee well, and when I see how noble thou art, and if thou wilt, I will carry thee to my home, and I doubt not that I shall save thee, though all the men of Greece be against me. But the maiden answered, But I say, I say with full purpose, nor will I that any man should die for me, but rather will I save this land of Greece. And Achilles said, If this be thy will, lady, I cannot say nay, it is a noble thing that thou doest. Nor was the maiden turned from her purpose, though her mother besought her with many tears. So they that were appointed led her to the grove of Artemis, where there was built an altar and the whole army of Greeks gathered about. When the king saw her going to her death, he covered his face with his mantle. But she stood by him and said, I give my body with a willing heart to die for my country, and for the whole land of Greece. I pray the gods that ye may prosper, and win the victory in this war, and come back safe to your homes. And now let no man touch me, for I will offer my neck to the sword with a good heart. And all men marvelled to see the maiden of what a good courage she was. Then the herald Talbithius stood in the midst and commanded silence to the people, and Calchas the soothsayer put a garland about her head and drew a sharp knife from his sheath, and all the army stood regarding the maiden and the priest and the altar. Then there befell a marvellous thing, calchas struck with his knife for the sound of the stroke all men heard but the maiden was not there whither she had gone no one knew but in her stead there lay a great hind and all the altar was red with the blood thereof and calchas said see ye men of greece how the goddess hath provided this offering in the place of the maiden for she would not that her altar should be defiled with innocent blood Be of good courage, therefore, and depart every man to his ship, for this day ye shall sail across the sea to the land of Troy. End of section 3 Recording by Elizabeth Nielsen